All right, folks, this is take two of the Ring of Discussions podcast with your host, Truman Hudson III, your Triple Crown Tri-National Hardcore Cruiserweight podcaster of the world. Hopefully, I did not yell into the mic and I did not destroy your ears. We're using a different mic, a completely different mic uh, from the previous one because I realized there was a lot of popping in the hour and a half that I attempted to record yesterday's episode, the Raw and SmackDown review. Uh, and before I even just get into that, there'll be a little bit of that sprinkled in in this prediction show. Uh, but since I was not able to put out the video, I was able to do it, but the quality was very low. Uh, I didn't put it out. So I'm putting this out instead due to, again, technical difficulties. Bear with me, folks. Uh, before we get on with the show, I want to thank you all. We have 100-plus listeners on the show, 100-plus downloads on the show. We've only been up for a month. I don't know if these are listeners from uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, wherever. We're getting listeners. We're getting hashtag loyal royal listeners. That's the new hashtag I'm using on social media. Just c- come at me. All right. Actually, at me at Twitter.com and Instagram.com at T Hudson 3RD. Just open up that little app. All you got to do is just look up T. You know, I'm going to do the work for you. How about that? I'll do the work for you. I have that Twitter link in the bio as of right now. And by the time this episode goes up, hopefully I can get that Instagram in the bio. But if you guys are on Twitter, I'm going to make it easier on you as well as Instagram. I'm going to try to make it easier on you. Just click the link and press the follow. That's all you got to do. Follow the best hardcore cruiserweight champion out there. No, I'll rephrase that. Triple Crown Tri-National Hardcore Cruiserweight Champion um, podcaster, Truman Hudson III. Uh, anyways, folks, we're going to be talking about WWE 2, 2LC. Yes, WWE TLC 2018. Uh, my predictions around that. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 as, it's as simple as that. I don't know if we can get any simpler than that. Maybe WWE TLC prediction or WWTC. I, I don't know. I don't know. How, 2K18. WWE2. Ah, I'm doing too much now. All right. So I was planning on starting the uh, show at the bottom of the uh, of the card. Not the bottom, but the uh, main event going backwards. Uh, but I'll just talk about the... You know, first the pre-show matches and then the matches, you know, the, the first match, all that jazz. I'll just go into that first, get that out of the way. Uh, so, yeah, and before I even continue again, thank you to all the listeners and all the wrestlers that have been on the show and to just everyone, uh, everyone that supported me for the past year on this journey. It means so much to me. Literally a year last month, uh, I started this channel and not just this channel, but this, you know, company. Uh, hopefully we can get that name licensed soon. Uh, but yes, this company and just this fellowship and um, this family, you know, thank you guys so much for just listening to the show. But you came here to not listen to me, you know, worship you guys, unless you wanted that, then you just got that little treatment. Uh, you're here to hear me worship WWE's TLC or dislike WWE's TLC 2018 prediction card or just match card in general. Anyways, we're going to jump to our first match, and we have the WWE Mixed Match Challenge Final featuring R-Truth and Carmella going against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox, and I'm getting this match card from cbssports.com. So we have, before I even continue, I love doing prediction episodes, so if you guys notice I'm a little bit more enthusiastic than usual, it's because I've been wanting to put out this episode for quite a bit, and I love prediction episodes. 
it's just amazing. Because I'm probably going to win. I'm, I'm probably going to win my own prediction match. Uh, prediction card. Let me know you guys' predictions. Anyways, R-Truth and Carmella go against Gender and Alicia. And according to CBSSports.com, the winners of this match, which includes a month-long tournament, will not only win all expenses paid vacation, but also receive the number 30 spot in the men's and women's Royal Rumble next month. Now, in response to what that is being said and what's being said about the, the prize, who... They're traveling on the world, they're traveling around the world like almost 200 plus days out of the year, okay? I'm not a wrestler myself, but from the wrestlers I've talked to and just from what I've seen, I could be incorrect. These men and women and uh, any other gender that's involved in wrestling, they, their vacation is when they go home. I understand that this is just a part of the storyline or whatever. Or they just won't be seen on TV until the Royal Rumble. That's what it seems like it's going to happen. And with that in mind, I feel like it's going to be our truth and our gender mall and Alicia Fox, if that's the case. Well, I'm thinking our truth may win. I'll get to that in a second. These guys are already on vacation year round, if you know what I mean. Their job is to travel around the world. But. This is just a stipulation. This is just a match stipulation. This is just a prize. So there's nothing nothing further to say about that. But that's just something I noticed. It doesn't make sense to me. And then also there will see the number 30 spot in the men's and women's Royal Rumble next month. Uh, can't believe Royal Rumble is right around the corner. That is so quick. I can't wait to see the debuts. I can't wait to make that episode, that podisode. Uh, so that means that they would be the last. Not the last. They'll be the First, the Royal Rumble works backwards, number 30. Or they'll be the last person. I don't know, either way. I think the 30th person is the person that comes out last. Number one would be... No, it's, it's a countdown. I'm so... Please forgive me. So, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox may come out first. Carmella, R-Truth may come out first. Now, it seems like the fans are uh, loving the R-Truth and Carmella shtick when they're running out and they're doing like dance break and doing the uh shoot and uh, shoot what was it shoot yeah shoot and the uh, floss or whatever you know what what kids are doing now what kids my age because i'm 16 if you guys don't know uh but what people my age are doing with all the kit with all the little ones doing now uh heck i just talked i just did a, a lord of the flies reference that tells you that not my age necessarily but probably Anyways, uh, I, I feel like they're over more with the fans, uh, but WWE doesn't always judge on that. They don't always make their decisions on that, and that's been proven time to time, and week to week, and day to day, whether that be on social media or on TV, well, mostly TV and pay-per-views, that WWE just, some they just, it, it can happen sometimes. You know, sometimes we do get our fan favorite over. I mean, they did speak for us on uh, Raw, when they were talking about what was poopy, and I, I guess that's them listening to uh, listeners' voice or our watchers, you know, people that are viewers' voice, or merely because previous Raws, like they've absolutely been, you know, down the dumpster, and comparing it to you know last years or the years previous, and how you know these past two Raws are you know some of the worst in history. 
I think that they're realizing that, you know, that could just be self-awareness, if you guys know what I mean. They, they know where they messed up, um, which is cool. I mean, it was a good episode of Raw uh, and SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown always kills it, in my opinion, but definitely Raw. And uh, I just, I don't know. I'm getting way off the tracks. I'll talk about fan service another time. I may, That may be my topic for this week's uh, uh, Friday Freeform Thoughts. Freeform Thought Friday, which I didn't even, I forgot I had to do that. Wow, I'm forgetting my own schedule. That's terrible. Um, I guess I'll record that right after this show. Uh, anyways, R-Truth and Carmella go against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. <sighs> I mean, gender. he was just a WWE champion a year ago around this time. And uh, on and off, he'll look strong and then he'll look weak again. Or just he'll be a coward heel. I don't know. This is, you know, a side plot. This is, you know, talking about the Mixed Match Challenge, which has slowly seeped itself onto the uh, the main show, which could maybe hint enter gender wrestling on WWE. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, I'm just saying... Maybe I'll talk about that for the next recording. Anyways, my heart is going to go with R-Truth and Carmella on this one. I really want to go with Ginger and Alicia just because Ginger's in there. But I think the faces are going to go over in this one. So I'm going to go R-Truth and Carmella. All right, folks, we're going to get on to our next match. The match I actually truly, truly want to talk about. And that is the WWE Cruiserweight Championship match featuring Buddy Murphy, who is our Cruiserweight Champion, going against Cedric Alexander. And uh, according, again, quote to CBSSports.com, last week on 205 Live, it was revealed that former champion Alexander would be next in line for the shot at Murphy and the Purple title. On Monday, General Manager Drake Maverick made the match official for TLC. This will, of course, be another incredible bout between these two. Uh, And I'm just going to end it right there. That's the end quote. So... (sighs) I feel like this show is going to favor more of the baby faces. Um, not every match, but I feel like this is going to be one of those matches in which the baby face is going to go over. With And this may sound insignificant, but with Mustafa Ali's loss against Daniel Bryan, but at the same time, his exposure on the main, uh, not necessarily the main roster, but on the main shows... Uh, or the main show, and really the A show, SmackDown, compared to Raw these past two weeks. I don't know if SmackDown ratings were down, but uh, they were definitely better than Raw, in my opinion. Either way, I think with this exposure that they're trying to do, that WWE's trying to bring in, you know, maybe show up more Cruiserweight faces on the main show to maybe integrate the uh, Cruiserweights onto the main show, I feel like this will be an amazing, you know, opportunity for Cedric to win, to hold that title, and be the new face coming into 2019. Now, Buddy holding the title, uh, especially as a heel, it wouldn't be bad to see him, you know. Um, is King of the Ring early next year? I think it is. If it's earlier in the year, then I'd say that Buddy will win. If it's later in the year, because I know they're doing a Queen of the Ring. I don't know if they're going to do a King of the Ring. Either way, I think there's going to be opportunity for Cedric to maybe win this at Mania. So, but who's my who? Who do I think is going to win Sunday night? I'm gonna go with 
Uh, I don't know. Also, CBS Sports points out that this is the second time uh, Cruiserweights have been on the main show for a pay-per-view, which is awesome. I love that. You guys know how I love that uh, inclusivity. I think that's how you say it. Of others um, outside of wrestling, but as well as wrestlers. So, you know, integrate, intermingle. Let's do that. We don't need a melting pot. We need a salad bowl. Shout out to Mr. Mr. Moss, my social studies teacher. Either way. Um, yeah, I, I really want to go with, with Cedric. This is going to be a tough card because I think it's going to be a really good show. And you know it's going to be a tough decision when it's going to be a really, really good show. I'll just go with Buddy for this one. It'd be an awesome opportunity for Cedric to just win this at Mania. And win it back at Mania. And then maybe we can have Mustafa Ali slowly move on to the main roster. Maybe he, you know, uh, gets involved with the storyline between AJ and Daniel. I don't know. And the, the reason why I'm talking about Mustafa is because it's Cruiserweight Championship. So I'm trying to push Mustafa out of the title picture for Cruiserweight Championship. And maybe put him on um, the main show on SmackDown. And put a title on him. Uh, yeah. It'd be a good opportunity to, again, integrate the Cruiserweights. Maybe I'll, again, another thing I'll talk about for the next recording. So, I'll just go with Buddy Murphy for this one. Okay. I know I said baby faces at the beginning, but I'm going to go with Buddy for this one. Next, we have Randy Orton going against Rey Mysterio for a chairs match. Uh, man. Uh, I... Just knowing how Randy is and watching, you know, uh, before I even continue, a quote from CBS Sports.com, WWE section, WWTLC section, right next to the StubHub slash podcast area. Just five days prior to TLC, it was announced on SmackDown that these two would be taking their bitter rivalry to the pay-per-view in the form of chairs match. Mysterio wasted no time in preparing for the belt, blindsiding Orton from behind with a chair as he was cutting a promo on the match. End quote. Um, with their feud lasting basically since Ray has returned and after the you know feud between Randy and Jeff ended so abruptly and just switched over to Ray. Um, it was an okay transition. Could have been smoother, but it was okay. Uh, in their match at the um, not greatest Royal Rumble, the other Saudi event, whatever the heck it's called, Crown Jewel. There you go. The the name that should not be named or that should not be spoken. Um, I, I feel like uh, Ray is gonna come out on top. Randy Orton is that slimy heel that somehow always wins. But I think it's going to be a 619. Actually, I think this is going to happen. We're going to get a 619. There's going to be a chair somehow involved. Randy Orton gets up, and there's an RKO onto a chair. Randy wins. One, two, three. Or we could just get a 619 from, from Ray. And then, um, I don't know. I just don't think that it's going to be that easy. I don't, I don't believe that Ray will look weak if he loses but i want him to win so i'm gonna go with ray mysterio even though i know he's not gonna win i'm gonna go with him um i shouldn't but i will we'll see how this all plays out anyways folks we have up next natalia going against ruby riot after a very disgusting and sick promo from ruby 
regarding uh, Jim the Anvil Night Heart. Uh, there was a fathead, I'll just do a little synopsis of what happened. There was a fathead of Jim Neidhart on a table. Uh, it was revealed by Ruby Riot from a black sheet, black cloak being pulled off. And then, whew, there you go. Here is a fathead of Jim the Anvil Neidhart on a table. There you go, folks. And uh, Natalia uh, is in the ring and she's talking about how she's dedicating the match to her father and prior to this. And... Uh, Ruby basically said, I'm going to put you where your father is or, you know, something along those lines. Not verbatim, but the overall message of it is that WWE is still pushing somebody's death um, into a storyline. And it's just not working. It's not smooth. Doesn't look good. It's in poor taste. Stop WWE. That's just what's been. That's that's what's up. Uh, but according to CBSSports.com. Again, quote, Riot has been more than a thorn in the side of Natalia in recent weeks on Raw. So it only makes sense that they meet in a brutal match on a card that welcomes such a battle. Uh, I really think that Natalia's going to win. Uh, I'm being so serious right now. If WWE lets Ruby win, there's going to be a riot um, on Twitter, possibly. People don't riot anymore unless you're, you know, unless there's like some things going on in your government that you don't approve of or whether that be local or federal uh this is not a political show though uh this is a wrestling show that we, politics may come in time to time but it's primarily wrestling and uh if they do that i'm sorry i'm gonna be so mad i'm gonna be so freaking mad uh natalia's gotta go over in this one if they're gonna do all this build up if they're gonna do the you know glasses situation um i mean I, I don't know. The one thing I can say, though, is during uh, during the whole, you know, glasses breaking thing, I'm, I'm thinking maybe if Ruby approaches in a different way. I do not agree. It, it, they should not do this uh, using Jim the Anvil Knight's hard death again to push the storyline, no matter if you would agree with it or not. I just don't think that it's, you know, right. A lot of people don't think it's right, but it's not right. But if they were going to at least do this the right way, even though it's not right, I'm just contradicting myself. Uh, maybe once Ruby broke the glasses and then she brings them out and then she looks at the table, points at the glasses and says, I'm going to break this. I'm going to break this table like I broke these glasses. She doesn't have to instantly refer to the father directly. It can just be a, a symbolism um, of what she's going to do to Natalia. But even that can, is still in poor taste. It's just something WWE can just do better than what they did this week on Raw. I was disappointed with Ruby Riot And with that lost episode that I did, that lost pod episode that I did yesterday, that's on my files, but it's lost to you guys. Uh, Ruby, uh, Ru Ruby, she... Uh, the It, it affected the raw score for me. But anyways, Natalia's got to go over. So I'm picking Natalia. So babyface win for Natalia. Uh, yeah. Babyface win for Natalia. We're going to get our next match. Elias versus Bobby Lashley in the ladder match. And this is a quote. 
from, again, the website I mentioned a billion times. Elias and Lashley have been butting heads of late with Leo Rush playing his part of instigator to perfection. This feud has been helping the cause, though, of getting Elias over as a new massive babyface. So a victory over the monster that is Lashley could prove... Uh, I lost my train of thought because I was looking at something else. Prove another step in the right direction. During Monday's Go Home Raw, it was announced that this grudge bout would now be a ladder match with a guitar hanging from above the ring that could be put to use by whichever man grabs a hold of it first. With that being said, Elias is going to smack Bobby with it. Uh, Leo Rush is going to get involved with it somehow, some way. Don't know if he's being banned or barred from ringside. I didn't hear anything about that on Raw, so I assume he's not. If he'll be there at ringside, he'll be involved somehow, some way. Bobby will ultimately win this one, though. I don't want to see it happen, uh, and I want to say it's Elias. So I'm going to say it's Elias. I think Elias is going to win this one. But I don't want to say it. I don't know. I will go with Elias for now, but on my Freeform Thought Friday, my Friday Freeform Thought, whatever, the episode will be called. I still got to think of a catchy title. I'll mention it. I'll mention my final decision on that one. That one's a bit fishy. Heck, even this next one is. Oh, God. We have Finn Balor going against Drew McIntyre in our next match. And, uh, quote, the bad blood has been boiling over between these two during two recent weeks on Raw. And it'll accumulate or it'll accumulate in them squaring off at TLC. This will be a battle of two men who should be firmly entrenched in the Universal title scene next year on Monday nights. I didn't even know that they were going to be putting Finn Balor back in the title scene. Uh, I recently heard that he was injured and possibly sick. Don't know how that's working, but he'll definitely show up on Sunday. I got hopes of him coming back on Sunday. Not worried. But in this match, I believe Drew's going to go over. I don't think Finn's going to have this win. Uh, Finn may have their next bouts win. I don't know, but Finn's got to win sometime soon. Uh, I don't want to see the neck. I don't want to see the constant, you know, oh, he's winning one second, the next second he's losing. It's annoying. Let him win. All right. Simple as that. But I do want to see him in the Universal title scene next year. That's for sure. Heck, maybe we get a Demon Balor, but Demon Balor back and, uh, maybe he can be heel. I don't know. Or he can just be the demon. I don't think the demon is really face or heel. I think the demon is just the demon. So we'll just keep it like that. The demon king. My apologies. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Drew for this one. I love Finn so much, but I got to go with Drew. Anyways, up next we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Bar versus the Usos versus the New Day. The Bar as your champs. The Usos got to win this one. Uh, New Day, don't see them having the titles on them. They win a match against The Bar uh, and the New Day. And I believe The Usos on SmackDown, but I only saw... No, it was just The New Day and The Bar. WWE posted on their YouTube that it was The Usos versus The Bar. Uh, I could be completely incorrect again, but from what I saw, I hope I'm not blind, but it was just The New Day versus The Bar. On Tuesday, uh, SmackDown's live. On Tuesday, SmackDown Live. And, uh, I mean, <sighs> they're going to be putting the titles on the Usos. I think the Usos would be a good addition to uh, 
or they could boost up WWE's tag division. Because, uh, I mean, um, let's be real. The tag division is just crap right now. I'm, it's just terrible. So the best way to, you know, lighten it up is to have guys like the Usos to, to lighten that up. Uh, I think both brands, I think primarily SmackDown's better. But Raw is just so lackluster. It can be 10 times better. They have the talent. They're just not using them in the right way. Uh, especially that Bobby Hill, or Bobby freaking Hill, my god, I say god dang it, Bobby, too much, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, let me move my mic a little bit closer, feel like I'm speaking a little bit further away, um, but Chad Gable, Bobby Hill, and how, just freaking, I'm gonna continue, uh, and how Chad Gable copied off of Hill, uh, I'm gonna say it, Roode, Bobby Roode, and, uh, with his attire and it's like if you're going to be a tag team the best thing you can at least do is just match you don't have to you know wear the freaking same underwear i'm saying freaking freaking too much let me stop you don't have to wear the same underwear the same socks to be a tag team all right just you know same color scheme maybe uh just saying you know it's worked in the past of course um but you don't have to match maybe Bobby has his own, you know, they have their own unique tag look. It just won't look good for Chad when he becomes a single star because it's going to happen. I don't know if he'll be a superstar. Well, he's a superstar, but I don't know if he'll be like a mega main event star because um, WWE is just not booking him the right way. But uh, I don't really know what potential he has, to be real, because I haven't seen too much of him um, because he's not exposed that much. So, Jason Jordan, please step back in the ring to hopefully start a feud with him. And, you know, maybe that can make them both look good. I like Chad Gable a lot. They just, WWE has not used him the right way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just, and then we have Drake Maverick peeing his pants in front of AOP. It's just stupid, okay? It's beyond nuts, but this match, team smack team the smack team championship match the usos got this there's no doubt about it they can ooze up a party anyways folks this i gotta take a break i gotta take a break from the show little five ten second break probably a little five second break we'll be right back to the show just enjoy this little stock footage music or just royalty free music and then we'll get on back to things and uh we're going to close out the show with the last pieces of TLC. I think we have about, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wait, one, two, three, four, five, five more matches and we're done. All right, folks, I'll be back. Okay, folks, we are back to the show. And we're kicking off the second part of the episode with Braun Strowman going against Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Are you being freaking for real with me? Unless there's interference from somebody, maybe Brock, which I doubt. It may be some interference. Um, and that's really, or Heath Slater, something like that. Uh, maybe Braun would lose, but I doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. They only will make Braun look weak against Brock. That's at least my opinion on that. Uh, and from what I've seen. So, bit of a fact, but, yeah. Braun's gonna win this one, plain and simple. If Baron wins this, then I give up. Simple as that. 
want to get on to our next match, and that's the Intercontinental Championship match between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And uh, it's uh, it's gonna be IC match. I some days I'm interested in this feud. Some days I'm not. Uh, I feel like there's there are feuds like the next one that I'm gonna get into that can feel like super you know main event. Uh, not super main event, but just you know uh, main event matches, and then they end up falling short the next week, and you just don't care about them. It it just happens like that. Uh, this one, I really don't care about that much until uh, we get some more build-up with these two, uh, specifically with Dean. I think there could be more done with him. I don't know how. Um, I'm not saying that is, and he's, you know, giving insufficient, uh, there's not an insufficient look to uh, how his character is being built. But at the same time, I do believe that between the two, um, I think Seth's being built up a lot more. And I think a lot of people agree with that. Uh, especially with him being a champion, uh, he's being built up a lot more around this. But also Dean's building, being built up as a good heel, so can't wait to see what happens between those two. And then, oh, who do I think is going to win? For, for Forgot, completely forgot. Seth is going over in this one. If Dean wins, I'll be surprised. I think that although he did the whole Bane thing, it still seemed a little bit goofy to me. We'll see how that plays out, though. All right, all right, let's get on to our next match and that is ronda rousey going against nia Jax. well ronda rousey is the champion come on let's be real let's end this right now let's just end it right now and that is ronda rousey being our champion she's gonna retain that championship i mentioned it in my episode yesterday my potisode my unreleased potisode my lost episode potisode that i do not think that nia Jax uh is that she she's she can be a bit, um, not as a person, but as a, as a character, it can be a bit annoying to hear her on the mic all the time uh, with the way her approach is. If she's just a, you know, a bad heel, when I say bad heel, I mean like a, a good, a good bad heel, uh, then I think she can definitely, you know, get over. But for right now, I'm just not feeling Naya. Uh, gonna go with Ronda for this match. And then up next, uh, we have Becky Lynch, our SmackDown Women's Champion. And oh my gosh, I am so excited to see this match. This one right here is going to blow it out of the water. But it's going to blow the entire show out of the water. I don't even think our main event that is right after this match is going to kill it. Uh, having this just as a pre or a co-main event is, you know, awesome enough. But come on, WWE, please put a women's match um as the main event of the show i just want to see how it's going to be uh it should have been this match all right gonna be real with you daniel bryan and aj could have been the second to last and i love aj styles if you guys don't know aj styles is by far right next to chris jericho uh and a bit of jeff hardy and matt hardy so the hardy boys aj styles is probably one of my favorite if not my favorite wrestler prior to wwe um so anyways getting back to to uh the becky lynch charlotte oscar match i really feel like oscar's gonna win the championship you know i i feel that with uh the kendo stick rage that happened on tuesday i feel like this is gonna you know lead up to oscar being involved in their storyline altogether. she's gonna hold the championship it's gonna lead to another triple threat match possibly at mania and this can set up for the championship to be won by charlotte uh, I don't know, but I don't think that Becky's gonna win. If she does win, that it'll be fine. 
Um, but I also don't, I know like Charlotte's not going to win. I don't know for a fact, but I just feel, I, it's, it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. My heart and my brain tell me that Charlotte's not going to win this one. It's, it's, it's Asuka. It's Asuka. Uh, I feel that her uh, WWE, uh, you know, inaugural women's Royal Rumble match uh, is, it'd be pointless if she didn't win this match. Not pointless. Let me not say that. It'd be stupid on WWE's end to not have her win a title, especially after, you know, having such a significant, you know, uh, stake in where she's, you know, where she's at uh, and what she's done and what she's achieved. Now, lastly, hopefully, uh, there may be a little bit of noise in the background, but hopefully everything's good. Just letting you guys know. Uh, but we have our last part of the show and our last part of the podisode and that is talking about the WWE Championship match with AJ Styles going against Daniel Bryan. I've mentioned this briefly already, very, very briefly. Uh, I just don't feel that AJ Styles is going to have the title on him anytime soon. WWE did what they needed to do with him and uh, putting the title back on him too soon would just look lackluster. Having Daniel Bryan as a champion uh, will push his heel persona. If he loses the champion, he'll just look like a whiny heel that wants to win another title shot. It'd be stupid. WWE, let Daniel Bryan win. And I'd even state all the other, you know, with every single match. I think when it comes to just booking in general, I don't think people look at it from different perspectives. They look at it from just a, you know, straightforward perspective. Heck, I do that, like, pretty much all the time. So I'm going to give you guys diff more, you know, perspectives and more stories to work out in the future, um, you know, when it comes to predictions or just shows in general. Uh, but with uh, Daniel Bryan, I just don't feel like, you know, I, I don't feel that uh, he's going to lose the championship. All right. I feel too much on this show. I got to stop saying I feel all the time. Anyways, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It means so much to me. We have reached over, again, 100-plus listeners um, and 100-plus downloads over the past month. Um, and that means so much. So thank you guys for being consistent. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for staying consistent myself and producing this show. Um, let me know you guys' thoughts about WWE TLC 2018's predictions. Let me know your predictions via Twitter or Instagram, uh, you guys can email me at thudson3rd at gmail.com. Again, thudson3rd at gmail.com. For any inquiries, again, ROH, I am open. AAW, I am open. That's the school I go to. But there's also a wrestling promotion. AAW, I am open. Uh, yeah. Also, I love you, Articad. You got, I love you so much. Anyways, folks, thank you so much again for listening to the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to this on. And uh, I'll see you all later. Enjoy your evening, your day, coming home from school, going to the gym, uh, coming home from the gym, dropping your kid off school. You took the time to listen to the show. And I'm your host, the Triple Crown Trinational Hardcore Cruiserweight Champion of the World, Truman Hudson III. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, have a good evening. All right. Au revoir.